Social media provides an incredible platform to reach a broad and diverse audience. Um, there's like 4.5 billion people on social media. Does that sound right? Worldwide? Yeah. So right. apparently it's an excellent way to reach reach out to new customers and connect <laughs> At with At least one ones. or two people. Yes. <laughs> so the reach is just unimaginable. Yeah. And on top of the reach, you don't just have reach in the traditional sense of like I put out a marketing campaign and 35,000 people saw my ad and ignored it. You've also got these important aspects of engagement, which are now possible. Like you can reach out and deal with people on a more one-on-one -on -one basis in real time, whether that's, you know, potential clients, customers, just people you want to talk to. Um, the engagement is there and you're keeping them in a conversation instead of, you know, here's my 30 seconds of your attention, now move on with your life. Um, building relationships and increasing that engagement has a lot of benefits in a bunch of different ways. And this can help businesses create a loyal following, build, build trust and credibility, and ultimately increase sales if that's what you're going for. But I mean, it really depends on what your goals are, but sales are one of those things. Like an example, there was a, a lady who went TikTok viral uh, a few weeks ago is when I saw it. But her daughter started trolling a mayonnaise brand. And she basically pretended they were in a relationship, sent a Valentine's message, all this stuff, just to be funny. And what happened was this mayonnaise brand responded. And they went back and forth. Some bored social media person for the company was just having fun with this teenager that was trolling them. And they stopped responding. The teenager kept sending messages. Brand responded. And it turned into this whole big back and forth thing. They were in a relationship. Then they broke up and all this stuff. And the mom's video was talking about how she was dying laughing reading through all of this. And why is her child like this? Now, the time it took for this intern or whoever that's managing so the social media account you know, paying them 15 bucks an hour or whatever, the 30 seconds it took to respond this kid, negligible. But what's happened is this video has gone viral and this brand now has all of this exposure it wasn't expecting or paying for. And other people are trying to do the same thing. They're trying to copy this behavior mm -hmm. and they're now reaching out and trolling the brand and having this engagement with them. And it's holding their attention. It's holding everyone else's attention while they are going through all of this. And even if it ends, you know, a month from now, that's tons and tons of attention and time and engagement that they had to do basically nothing to get. Mm -hmm. And now visibility, right? Yeah, it's through the roof. So, like. Yeah, it's not just about making yourself or business visible to potential customers. Like you're also making just a strong personal brand. Well, in this case, business brand, mm -hmm. but like people are entertained by you're not just a boring mayo company. Yeah, you're not just a suit. And yeah. I mean, it works for personal brands, too. It's right. not just big. Well, businesses. like the same concept yeah. though, is what I'm saying. I didn't like, but it helps you it differentiate it differentiates them from their competitors. Yeah, you stand out in the crowd right. a lot better because now you're funny. 
you're and funny, you're company. approachable, yeah, and you're the Mayo company that everybody wishes they were eating straight out of the jar. That's yeah. I mean, I don't <laughs> wish that, <laughs> but uh, I do like a little bit of mayo on like a turkey sandwich. It's <laughs> as far as I go. With That's that. fair. I'm I'm not really a mayo person, but um, but the point is still there that the visibility is there and funny stuff like that that you weren't expecting is how brands and people can go viral overnight. And that's how the whole thing works. Right. And it just increases your visibility. It makes people aware of who you are, what you stand for. And like you said, stand out from the crowd. And that's a big part of your reputation management as well. Um, That's really important because reputation is everything to a business, to freelancers, to individuals, like as a person, your reputation matters a lot um and social media is a critical tool for building and managing that if the mayo brand in this example like had responded with leave me alone kid or just nothing then that kid is you know sitting there trolling them and while yeah they're trolling them and they're looking for funny stuff they're also bored and they're like well fine you suck and say Say they had tried trolling other brands first and, you know, they didn't play. They weren't funny. They weren't personable. And then this one did. They just want a customer for like ever. Um, and they've got that reputation of being this is a personable company. This is a company that people like and all that stuff. Whereas everybody else just maintains they're just a company looking to make money and they don't. Yeah, they don't engage. And this isn't just social media. There is a uh, there's. A tire shop, a franchise by my house. There's two locations. I kind of live on like <clears throat> on a city line. Mm-hmm. So there's one like within a mile into one city and one within a mile into the other. Mm-hmm. And there's been a lot of construction where I live. So I've gotten a lot of punctures in my nail or <laughs> punctures in my nails. <laughs> I hate punctures in my nails. <laughs> I've gotten a lot of punctures in my tires this last year. Super annoying, right? And at first I assumed they were just like, the same brand, right? Mm-hmm. Same name, but it turns out they're just franchise owned. But one patched my tire for free. Mm-hmm. Awesome, right? Like, you don't expect that. I was like ready to pay like 20, 30 bucks. Yeah. And then it happened again. And I went to the other one just because I was on that side of town. Ended up charging me $50 to patch my tire. To patch a tire? Like, yeah. Just one? Like, ridiculous. Yeah. Just one. All right. And so, like, I was like thrown off, but at the same time, it's a service provided. I pay my bill, yeah. right? But now, like ever since that happened, I'm going to go out of my way to go to the other tire shop. To not get screwed. Right. <laughs> and now when I buy tires, guess what? The one that patched my tires for free is getting my business, not the other place. Yeah, because they've built up that reputation of they're going to go out of their way to help you and you can trust them and they're not just mm-hmm. trying to take your money. Yeah. Exactly. Like the money's important because they're a business, right. but- they're not just trying to take your money. They're not nickel and diamond over like a 30 cent tire patch. Yeah. And while I doubt that you went and posted this on social media, a lot of people would. Mm-hmm. And that's why that's another reason why it's such an important tool is with that reputation, social media can help you monitor that and manage it. And you've got a lot less of like my business is failing and I don't know why. And now you can go look at comments, look at conversations, look at stuff on your business's page and say, oh, my business is failing or my app is failing or my product is failing. 
because of all of these complaints, maybe I should do something about it. Right. And even on the non-negative side, like you get a bunch of praising five-star reviews, you can throw those on your landing page for whatever. You've got testimonials at the ready just from conversations going on on social media. So there's that aspect of it. Like I already mentioned, it can be really cost-effective marketing because, you know... Well, it's free marketing. <laughs> it can be free marketing. Yeah. <laughs> but like even, even with paid ads and stuff on LinkedIn or Facebook or whatever, it's not like they're super expensive. But where where the power really comes in is those unexpected interactions. And those happen all of the time for lots of different people. Well, and just like my word of mouth, I tell that story, not to a ton of people, but when I do mm -hmm. tell it and they live near me, guess, they're, guess what guess tire shop they're going to, too. Yeah, and that's all social media is, is that word of mouth yeah. at scale. At, yeah, at scale, huge scale. Yeah. So with all of that said, one of the problems that we see a lot is developers and small business owners don't really utilize social media at all to expand their online presence and their brand and all that stuff. <clears throat> Ben's guilty and, of this. <clears throat> I'm ben, ben sucks. <laughs> <laughs> Thanks. I'm super guilty of this because like, I know it's all there. I know the power of it in principle. I know that the best thing for me and my personal brand is to be on social media, to put out content, to engage and all that stuff. But I always find a million excuses not to. Like, I'm always too busy, people are mean, whatever. But even though I know I should, and I don't think there's anybody who's really arguing anymore that social media bad, like, social media is not going to help my business. Yeah. It's, it's a very rare argument these days. I don't even use social media as a personal means. I, it used to just be personal, right? I would yeah. just post pictures of me doing cool stuff yep i don't even post cool I, it's all business for me now yeah but or not necessarily business but it's all what i do for a living yeah it's all related yeah. to like your personal brand stuff exactly beyond i went hiking with jacks right that used to be it used to be that used to just <laughs> all be it was all i posted but even though we all know it's important and conceptually we get it it's hard to get started and there's a lot of those tiny internal arguments that we can make. Like, I don't have anything special to say. I'm just going to get bullied or whatever. People are mean. Doing it. People can be mean, I should say. Not <laughs> are mean. There they are intrinsically suck. The trolls of the internet. Yeah. You know, it happens. Um, it used to be hard. So I've been pretty good at content the mm -hmm. last, like, what, eight months? Yeah. And it used to be hard for me to think of things. And what made my life easy was long form stuff mm -hmm. like us doing a podcast. Yeah. I cut this up into um, six, 30, 60 to 30 to 60 second clips. Mm -hmm. Boom. There we go. Like an episode we can get like four or five um, reels out of or shorts, yeah. you know? At and least. then like the same thing happened with my YouTube channel. I'm doing... And that's without making like super cuts of just the right. Ben Sucks audio on repeat. Yeah. Like, actually, I've been collecting. <laughs> <laughs> I've 
I've been collecting them though. So at some point I'm just going to have like 60 seconds of Ben sucks, but from like 40, 40, uh, different episodes. Got all these little mini cuts of me <laughs> saying different words and you just patch together. Ben sucks. Or Big. just like all the blackmail that we have on recording of like, um, yeah, that's fair. Yeah. Lots of blackmail. So, <laughs> so many blackmail. Like when we first start this show, we kind of forget we already pressed play or record and we say some stuff that gets cut out a lot. But the problem is Jacob is the one recording. So it's all on his computer. I know. And I don't end up with those cuts. So I've really been is... collecting just the ones against Ben. <laughs> it's an assumed risk that I know is there. But yeah, since I started all this long form content and I'm kind of like, like my YouTube channel. I like te- I like teaching people, but mm-hmm. like honestly, it's a selfish reason I started it. It forces me to sharpen my own skills. Yeah, because teaching is way different than just coding every day, right? Yep. You actually like, well, how do I verbalize this and explain this process to someone instead of just doing it? Yeah. So, like, like a sign of true mastery is you're able to explain it simply. Yes. Like that idea of can you explain this to a four year old? Mm-hmm. Like if you can you're probably, you've probably got a pretty good grip on it versus, well, you'd need a college degree to understand any of the words coming out of my mouth. Yeah, I wouldn't know how to uh, find the words to explain this to. <laughs> <laughs> no, and I, I, I mean, I wouldn't say like I'm nowhere near a master, but it's just like good practice. Yeah, for sure. Like your brain, your teaching ability, it's a muscle. So the more you do it, right? Yeah. So I started making this content and it's hard to prove your skills as a backend developer unless people are constantly like in your projects and know how to read code. But now with my YouTube channel, people kind of just see I'm out there putting content out. Like someone that isn't technical could go to my channel, read all the positive comments that fly in and just see all my content yeah and they can probably get a pretty good idea that i know what i am doing yeah but even well especially with all that content like people can be jerks it's a thing and like developers in particular in my experience are super critical oh yeah there's some (laughs) angry angry dev (laughs) there yeah that's a whole thing like what what did they call you I'm a the, programmer. No, the programmer. Yeah. That was it. You're a programmer. Like I got one of like one of my first comments, like just me, just like hanging out like this, teaching something in Elixir. Mm-hmm. And I got a, what the hell? You're like a programmer. And I was, <laughs> I thought it was hilarious. So I just like laid into it and made a whole, like made a super douchey, like real. <laughs> and it was funny. I got like one of like, That was like one of my first like a ton of views when I first like I had probably like 80 subscribers at that. Yeah. Not even. But like developers can be just be jerks. And a lot of the time they're looking like it depends on the person. You can't have hair like this. Developers get jealous. They're looking for any reason (laughs) to pick you apart and invalidate you. And like a lot of that comes from um, imposter syndrome and a lot of things that developers typically deal with. And it's just, it's just that basic bully mentality. Well, I think anytime you're trying or becoming an expert in any field, 
imposter syndrome there. Yeah, and that's true. But like, I feel not... like developers are extra negative. Yes. They like to throw people down quick. Yeah, they've got to prove that they've got that big brain energy. Mm, big brain energy. <laughs> I mean, it's like some random, oh, what was it? Some random non-technical person from the Netherlands left a comment on one of our um, reels. Oh, yeah, reel. my Twitter. It was Instagram. It my was Twitter, Twitter post. I, I, one of our cuts, right? It was just you briefly explaining the difference between a web app mm -hmm. and a web page. Yeah. And, like, I think if I remember right, we went and looked at his profile and stuff, and it was... He was some random food blogger from the Netherlands. Yeah, no technical background, at least listed on his Twitter bio. Just some random weirdo that the algorithm probably fucked up. Yeah. Put our our stuff on his feed and he just had to be negative. He had to comment. He just was like, ah! And it was like... The angry Twitter folk. Looking at the comment, I immediately am like, what? Am I wrong here? Like that, that instant reaction of, yeah. am I the idiot? But his comment was like, what was it? Something about this is what happens when you mash two, two words yeah. together or something like that. He's and like, at the end nothing. of the day, a URL takes you to a web page and they're the same thing. <laughs> and like, well, I get it from like a super macro view when we're when we're you're not talking about the difference between them. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> but we were talking about the difference between apps. And I was so just kind of like, I mean, sure, if you don't know what you're talking about, I guess. Yeah. Like. Like, I you, guess for a guy that has wrote, written two food blog posts from 2012. Yeah. Twice. And he still has that. That's what he does. Yeah. But anyways, it's it's stuff like that where it's easily a quick Google search. Yeah. Would have saved a lot of trouble because there are literally hundreds of articles on exactly what we were saying. If you're but, quick to be angry and negative and just like hate, take a breath, step back realize you're just like kind of jealous you're not creating content and start making content i'll well, be your number one that's fan honestly like, like even if you screw like i screw up all the time in videos it doesn't matter yeah even like even in jacob's critically acclaimed back-end stuff series <laughs> um it's i mean it's actually doing really well i'm impressed like for the size of the elixir community i feel like i'm growing oh yeah fast i hit like i'm just over 800 subscribers and yeah. i've been doing it for six months and for elixir being more of a niche language like mm -hmm. that's fantastic yeah um but there are people who may be well-meaning and i haven't paid for subscribers that's also a major plus <laughs> that's unlike other people that we know but anyways um even there, like people may be well-meaning and we'll talk more about that in a minute, but there are still plenty of people who come across and put comments of, um, actually, yeah. like that one guy, uh, you were, was it Bcrypt you were using? Yeah, it was one of, it was like an authentication. Um, one of my, like when I first started, I think it was one of my first authentication videos with Guardian. Yeah. So Guardian with bcrypt bcrypt mm -hmm. is a hashing uh, yeah. library and he made a comment about using like argon 2 or some other hashing i library. tried using argon 2 and, and none of this worked but none <laughs> of what like... i was showing worked well of course not they're different libraries so if you want to use that you got to follow their documentation not yeah. mine like because i'm documenting it from the bcrypt standpoint. yeah but we're still coming at it with the um actually energy yeah like well i think you know? um he's just you know new and learning to be honest maybe and but that's fine 
sometimes you'll get like some comments about like, well, why did you return this in the response? Yeah. Because it doesn't matter that you have. Well, I mean, when when I was doing a Unity course for a company that contracted me for a while, um, I had at the time my wife was pregnant. She had that pregnancy brain going on and she is not technical by any means. And so since I was doing an introduction to game development course, I was like, this is a fantastic person to run everything by. Because if she's able to follow along, then most people will be able to follow along. Mm -hmm. And like I, my wife is not dumb or anything. And that's not what I'm implying. I'm just saying she's very not. See the kind of blackmail I can get? What? <laughs> I cut that just right. And he's like, <laughs> she's dumb, but. <laughs> she's very smart. She's just not smart very technical oh. like that's not where her skill set lies no. but anyways so i had her going through each lesson and then i posted up a section and i got this dude from india or pakistan one of the two but he left me a one-star review and he was like i have a master's degree in programming and all of this is garbage because i can't get the game to compile and i can't get it to do anything and all of this is wrong and it was just like this long flaming review I bet he took one Udemy course Probably. that was like had masters in the title. <laughs> Probably. <laughs> but anyways, he left this flaming review of this is all horrendous and this is a dumpster fire. Yeah. And it hit me really hard, even though logically I knew, nah, you're full of crap. Yeah. Like it still hit me really hard. And that's what a lot of these people are going for. Mm -hmm. And so like you've got that rude sector of the internet that exists and anybody who's ever been on Reddit is well aware of that. Yeah, angry trolls. <laughs> right. But there's also like the other side. Or the that. people that go through YouTube and just thumbs down. Oh stuff. my gosh. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> but yeah, so you've got the rude people, but you've got that other side of it too. Yeah. Yeah. Um, and... One of my major motivators with making educational content is one, I get to help people, but like sometimes like, you know, I try to make a video a week. Mm -hmm. um, sometimes you're just like, dude, I don't, I don't, it's like not making it is the hard part. It's like the taking the time to edit. Right. Mm -hmm. You're like, I just don't want to do this this week. But then you get one comment like, dude, I've been waiting for this channel. Like, this is exactly what I needed. And just like one person saying that, it's yeah. like, okay, here it comes. I'm making my video. <laughs> Fine, this I week. guess I'll continue. And then just like how appreciative, like, for as negative as you always hear the internet being, mm -hmm. I have found, you know, just in the short time I've started this YouTube channel, it's been so positive. Yeah. Like, so many awesome people. And then even on top of that, um, a smaller percentage join like my discord server and everyone in there is awesome. They're either there to learn or to contribute or just like have good conversation about Elixir and other like, you know, Linux distros, whatever the hell they want to talk about. Like it's turning into a cool little, like, well, if it's all positive, then nerd I got to change that. nerd club, <laughs> nerd club, man. But no, it's if you hear rude comments from user 236. That's not me. <laughs> <laughs> but yeah, I mean, the negative ones come, but you just have to look at how much positive comes out of what you're sharing. Right. Yeah, for sure. And like you can also like you were saying with your discord, you can build that community. And that's really the important part for 
like freelancers and for people that are looking to build their following for whatever. Yeah. Um, but I mean, typically we stick to more like product stuff and app development. So we're going to keep it mostly in that context. Yeah. But whatever you're trying to build that for, you find your people yeah. eventually. Um, I mean, even, <clears throat> even back when I was first starting to use social media, I'm really bad at it now, but back in the day, when I was first learning to use Unity, I was planning on making this game. It didn't end up happening and I scrapped it for other stuff. But I was posting all of these really honestly bad <laughs> prototype images and stuff. And hey, look, I made a dude that runs and falls. Yeah. Like it plays an animation. And even with how like looking back, I was like, man, this is hot garbage. Yeah. I was still getting a lot of positivity and people like following me and all that stuff and saying really nice things. So if you post, you'll get the negative and I did, but you'll also get these positive people who can be supportive and help you build a community and all that stuff. And more importantly for like the product management and building your business and all that stuff, you can find a lot of client work and customers through that community. Like some of a lot of the success that we've had, has come directly from social media posts, courses, YouTube videos, and stuff that we've put out. I've had... And some, like, five years later. Right? Like, some like crazy stuff. The map box tutorials that I did. I yeah. still have people coming to find me because, hey, we want to build this thing with map box. Side note, if you want to build things with map box, don't. They stopped pretty they much stopped, uh, supporting They anything. stopped supporting... It was really horrendous timing. They stopped supporting anything like three or four months after i put out the videos they released a brand new version of it that broke a bunch of stuff and then they didn't support anything they're not responding to anything it's crazy so if you're looking to do something with like real-time location don't use mapbox but the point is from those videos from maybe it was five years ago i feel like it's almost at least somewhere around there maybe four I don't know. That would have been mid 2018. So yeah, almost five years. Yeah. Huh. That's crazy. Anyways. Um, I still have people reaching out. Oh yeah. Me. So content you made five years ago it's has gotten still... new calls like this year. Yeah. We, we had a call with somebody a couple of months ago who they saw my map box content and it wasn't even, Hey, we we were sifting through a bunch of developers who they found you through hired gun apps. Yeah, they were too. searching like, me out. That's even crazier. Like, and so it can be a really big returning thing, mm. and it's great to build that community for all of those reasons. And Discord for me, another selfish reason I started it. Elixir is such a small community. I figure the more people I get learning it like mm-hmm. from my youtube content joining discord as hga scales um because i feel like we're going to probably stick with elixir at least for a long a while yeah. as it scales and we need back-end api developers well guess what i have 70 people you've got a complete talent or, pool ready exactly to go. and so boom i can put a post out well and like even if it's not for us like right. somebody approaches you with hey i need back-end work done yeah. and it's not a fit for us and i don't have time for it yeah and i can pass it on to people that are in my discord yep exactly and i mean with social media another 
issue that a lot of people have is they think they've got to put a ton of effort into it, got to put groundbreaking stuff in to stand out. Like, what are your thoughts on that? So I used to think you had to do this and I would put in so much effort into like making these reels and crap because mm -hmm. Instagram wants you to do reels, not posts. And I would stress and be like, wow, dude, that 45 second video took me so much time. It's ridiculous. I ended up just kind of like creating templates. Right. And mm -hmm. now I just, like I said earlier, I just splice up small, good portions of our long form content and then throw it in a template I already have made. Yeah. And so I do that and I try to post twice a week, usually one for big app energy and one for back end stuff. And that's it. Yeah. So you don't even have to be doing anything crazy. You just kind of have to be there. Yeah. Like you just have to exist. And I be mean, like ideally I should, I would like to post once a day for back end stuff and once a day for hired gun apps or big app energy. I'm not there yet. Yeah. But maybe I will be. And that's fair. But like, it's at least a start to yeah. just get started. At least when people discover me, there's content to be lo looked at, mm -hmm. learned from, and hopefully it starts an engagement, an engaging conversation. Yeah. And I mean, not having an online presence and trying to, f struggling to find customers or clients or whatever is like being upset that you didn't get a job you didn't apply for. Mm -hmm. Like they have to know that you're interested yeah. and know that you're there. And like we joke all the time about Jacob's going to start speaking at Elixir conferences soon because his channel is just blowing up in the Elixir community. And nobody is digging through GitHub, looking through repos to find somebody to speak at a conference. Right. They want the visibility. They want a name that people recognize. Well, and what projects are you actually proud of? that wouldn't be private unless it's an open source project. You know? Yeah. Like the only things I can think of are I did this work for a client and I do not have permission to share the code. Right. But like the coolest work I've done, I can't share. Yeah. But and then if you went to my GitHub, it's just like solutions to the tutorials I walk through on YouTube. So yeah. you wouldn't be very impressed by the code base probably. But Yeah. And so even just looking through GitHub, like there's no guarantee you're getting the best of this person. But if I'm looking for help doing something, if I'm looking for a game developer, a Rust developer, an Elixir developer, whatever, I look at their profile, I see the kind of content that they're putting out on different accounts, and that tells me if they're any good at what they do by what they're posting mm -hmm. and what is visible. And if anything, the excitement and enthusiasm behind what they do, yeah, like you know they're willing to figure things out. Yeah, random GitHub username, yeah. you know, user 467,325 with a tutorial repo. Like, what do I know about them? Right. Nothing. Exactly. So there are a lot of benefits to it. You can find really supportive people online. Like I mentioned earlier with my, you know, beginning social media stuff. You're, you can be really surprised by who's liking your stuff, who sees it, who's paying attention. And maybe companies and bigger players are just searching hashtags and liking whatever they find. Or maybe not. Right. Who knows? But there's still supportive people who are willing to be there for you for even the small things. And someone is out there learning 
from you. Yeah. So you, you got to put it out. Yeah. Someone's always a step behind you, just like someone's always a step ahead of you. Mm-hmm. You just kind of get in the flow. <laughs> you're on your own journey. You're yeah. on your own race. Not to be like. It's not a race. You're you Yeah. Know. You're just on your own path. Not to be cliche or anything, but that's really how it is. So, I mean, you can you can post things like progress photos, snippets of code that you wrote that you can share or your product in action. The smallest thing can become content. It doesn't have to be this big, massive effort of I spent 600 hours researching this new thing with AI and using this new tool to come up with textures for a 3D yeah. model. Like it doesn't have to be that big and verbose. And honestly, most of the people who have time for that are typically just research people. Yeah. Like they're not even, I build games for a living. Like that's one of my problems with courses in general is, and not to go too off topic, but they make it very visible. Like, look at all this cool stuff we did. But in reality, most of them have never shipped a game before. Right. And that's what you run into a lot with social media is people post these big, impressive things. Like I have in my feed all of the time, this uh, channel that showcases things like shaders and work in Unreal Engine and all that stuff. And it wasn't until recently that I realized that they were just showcasing the people who paid for it for the most part. But it's all, look at this amazing shader. And at first you're like, oh my gosh, I could never do that. And then you realize it's a 30 second clip of a shader in a sandboxed environment yeah. And it probably took them like six months to make. Mm-hmm. It's not like they sat down on a Saturday and produced a triple A level water shader. Like, right. You know, so even the small stuff counts and For it sure. doesn't have to be crazy. For sure. If you're having any issues like making comp- making making assets or stuff for posts, like, you know, you mentioned you have templates for everything. Canva is really good for that. We use it a lot for, you know, framing, for videos, for that Mm -hmm. kind of stuff. Got all kinds of cool effects and they make things easy. And they've got like presets for posting to different um, sites. Mm -hmm. So super easy to use. I would recommend using that or something like it if you're having trouble with that. Yeah, I have zero design ability and Canva actually makes it look like I can create decent stuff. Yeah. So... All in all, like, it's obvious it's beating a dead horse to say that social media and personal branding is super important for your business and for your product and for yourself. I will say it's slow. Yeah. You can't expect overnight results unless you pay for them. And even then, like, sure, the numbers have some effect somewhere in the algorithm. Yeah. But I would rather have 100 people who are organically there and want to be there and want to see my stuff that have that loyalty from things like engagement and all of that. Exactly. Then here's six sixty thousand bot accounts and my stuff is popping up on people's feeds and they don't care. And think about it this way. A Mapbox course you made five years ago mm-hmm. is still getting you, Ben Kimball, attention today for your skills. Yeah. So... And it's a long game. Yeah, it's definitely the long game and you have to treat it as its own thing. Mm-hmm. Like I, we're going to wrap this up shortly, but 
with the organic versus should I pay for it kind of thing organically like growing your following finding people all that stuff building your community at this point for you you can kind of get your pulse on things and what are you doing right what are you doing wrong and if you're growing then you're doing something right if you're not if you're stagnant or if you're losing people you're doing something wrong and you can fix that when you go and pay for all of those things and artificially boost your numbers it gets a lot harder to see that. You can't analyze your data. Yep. You can't analyze you just, anything. <laughs> you've stuffed up all of your analytics and yep. it's over. So like I'd rather sit on YouTube with 20 subscribers where five of them watch everything mm-hmm. than a hundred thousand subscribers that maybe a hundred people watch. Yeah. Like or they open the video so it counts as a view and then they close it. Right. Like which is what a lot of people will pay for too. Yep. Yeah. So also be aware of that as you're building out your social media presence. But at the end of the day, it's super important that you at least have one. I'm, I need to sit down and make a better effort for it, like to build mine out. And I know that a lot I of harass them <laughs> daily, if not multiple times a day. It's true, but it's really important. Even if you think, you know, I'm just a developer or whatever. I, even if you're not building anything for yourself, even if you're stuck on, hey, I'm going to work for companies and all that stuff, it's at least important to have it and to build your visibility so that you've got that personal brand going on because more and more that's becoming super important. Yeah, the better your personal brand is, the easier it is to start something because we really dragged our feet with wanting to be consistent with social media. Mm -hmm. And it was just, I don't know, like swimming upstream. Yeah, like, getting attention and getting calls and finding clients. Yeah, for sure. So even if you don't feel like it, you need to focus on social media.